Ciao! And welcome to the Frank Dot World Podcast. The podcast for Australian tween girls. Like me! Filled with amazing talent and awesome interviews. We're perfect for listening to in the car, on the way home from school, and wherever else life takes you together. I'm Francesca. I'm Brianna. And we're here to start your next conversation. So join us as we explore all things tweens love in one shiny podcast. Shannon and Taylor Stedman are sisters and co-authors from Sydney. They have just released their second book in the Lola Online series, The Recipe for Disaster, with Scholastic Books. When not writing, however, the duo have spent the last six years running their children's entertainment company, Happily Ever Laughter, which has allowed them to dress as fairies and princesses, get creative with face painting, twist a super cute balloon animal or three, and eat a lot of cake. Shannon and Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having us. You even speak at the same time. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> How did the idea of Lola come about? Oh, it's funny you should ask. We actually, the same way that you've been a big inspiration for Frank World, our little sister, Michaela, was a huge inspiration behind Lola. So she's quite a bit younger than us. She's 13 now, but at the time when we had the idea, she was 10. And in the Lola books, in in the first book, she's having her 10th birthday party. So we sort of set it all around yes. her and her age group. And also her cat, Stampy, who is such a huge part of the Lola on that <laughs> as well. So all based in fact there. <laughs> Basically, when she was around 10, she was obsessed with YouTube. We could not get her off YouTube. And we were like, why don't you try reading some books? And she's like, not yeah. as much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, okay, what if we write a book? that has all the fun things that you love about YouTube, the games, the challenges, the comedy, all of that stuff, and put it in a book. Will you read that? And she's like, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, thankfully it worked and she actually really seems to enjoy the book. So I think we we sort of did what we set out to do. But, um, I mean, extending beyond her as well, we really wanted to create this character who was confident and had these big dreams and was not afraid to chase them and really give young kids someone to aspire towards and look up to um, when reading. Fantastic. So your new book, Recipe for Disaster, can you tell us about that? Absolutely. So that is Lola's second adventure in the series and she is planning the perfect school holidays, the, the best ones ever. All she wants to do is go to the water park and she's got her super fun Aunt Helen coming to babysit. Only problem is when Aunt Helen actually gets there to babysit, she's heartbroken, meaning she's no fun at all. So Lola takes it into her own hands with the help of her friends to try and break Aunt Helen out of this heartbreak slump and get her straight into the wave pool at the water park. <laughs> it sounds fantastic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Was writing something both of you always wanted to do? Pretty much. <laughs> and it was sort of a subconscious thing. Like we both always just did write you know we were massive readers as we were growing up and as little kids and we naturally kind of gravitated towards those English-based subjects like you know obviously English and in our high school years like histories and legal studies and anything that had essay writing <laughs> forget maths we could not do no maths <laughs> no science yeah we, we if, if, if anyone here's good at maths like we really you know no bad. I was a hundred percent humanities I did ancient history modern history English I didn't even do maths in grade 11 and 12. I was about no, the only student neither. not allowed to. You've got to play to your strengths. Like yeah. it's good to challenge yourself and do things that you're not great at. But if you know what you love and you know where your passions lie, sometimes you just have to. And if you're like me and the school counsellor said, look, maths is going to bring your GPA down so far. How about we just don't do it at all? I'm like, excellent. So 
If you oh. insist, if you insist, <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> yeah, I think I guess we always knew. Yeah, we were, we were always the kind of kids who were writing in diaries and journals and just jotting down stories any chance we got. So it just seemed like a really natural progression for us to sort of go into something like this. Yeah. Um, we never dreamed it would actually be a career that we did together to actually become children's authors, but it's been an absolute blast and we can't see ourselves doing anything else now. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. And so what was the process of approaching your publisher, Scholastic? So that was, yeah, we actually met the publisher that we ended up working with at a writing festival. We love going to yeah. any kind of writing festivals that we can. Old school networking. Yeah, Absolutely. Like there's nothing like a face-to-face connection and you know straight away if that's someone that you align with. And we met our publisher at this festival and everything she was saying on this panel, we were like, we love her. She's fantastic. She would definitely love Lola. We had it sort of in our back pocket yep. thinking this would be such a great home for Lola. Um, and we ended up working with her editing the book and then it just blew our minds when she sort of came to us and said, can I pass this along to the team at Scholastic? Wow. And we just went, yes. <laughs> you don't even need to ask, just do it. Okay. Yeah, the offer came through and we actually had two on the table. So we went into Scholastic and met with them and they just, they got the, the vision 100%. Yeah. So That's amazing. <laughs> wow. And so what tips do you have for tweens who want to be writers? <gasps> Amazing, amazing. Yeah. If you're considering writing, it is just so much fun. A great choice. Um, definitely write whenever you can, every, every day, day if possible, even if it's a little story, a journal entry, anything really. Anything to get yourself really familiar, familiar with the practice and make it habitual because the way that you get better at something is by doing it a lot, <laughs> yes. a lot, a lot. So that's our number one tip. Also read, read tons because the more that you actually digest as a reader, you learn like new words, your vocabulary expands. Yeah. You see the way that other writers can put things into words and that's so helpful. Yeah, and find what genre you really love reading and something that you might like to write in the future. And I think as long as you're writing something that you would want to read yeah. um, and you're putting something out there that you, you would love and that you're feeling so passionate about, that will really shine through in what you're writing. Exactly. Write the book that you would, as a reader, would want to read. Absolutely. That is great advice. <laughs> what did it feel like when your first book was accepted for publication? Amazing. It was so surreal. It, it really was because I think we were already celebrating that day. It was our mum's 50th birthday. And then we actually like we were on, a, on the ferry into the city to celebrate. And then the email from Scholastic came through and we were just like. Wow, what a day. Yeah, I think everyone in the ferry just stopped and stared at these two girls who were just <laughs> <laughs> And so we've often um, mentioned already and you often talk about how close you are as sisters. Was it always this way growing up? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we're only 18 months apart. So I think just going through sort of all the same life experiences at the same time yeah. and I mean, our mum dressed us as twins. She basically <laughs> raised us as twins. We like to call ourselves unofficial twins. And yeah. Yeah, because we were experiencing things together at the same age, like we rode the bus at the same time, <laughs> we got mobile phones at the same time, all the kind of things, these milestones as kids. Sure. We, yeah. we had those shared experiences. And, yeah, I, I feel like for the most part we've always gotten along, but as we've gotten older, our communication's probably gotten better. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have, like, a more mature relationship, but yeah, it's always been there. What were you both like as tweens? <laughs> hmm, as tweens, yes. it's going back quite some time. I, know. <laughs> um, I mean, I think we were the kind of tweens who 
we just loved to consume content like in any way we could Anything. reading watching tv shows we just loved to be watching and engaging yeah. loved any kind of creative outlet that we could just binge we we may have been binge watching before it was a thing. We would go to the movies with our mum all the time and see back to back movies. Yep. But you'd actually, you know, just be seeing them in the cinema instead of watching them on Netflix. So <laughs> it was it was that sort of experience. And we loved like pool parties with our friends and it was, yeah. I, I remember like having a lot of fun as twins. And what about now? What does a typical day look like? Is it bad if we say the same thing? <laughs> Not at all. We're parties, back-to-back movies. I guess the thing is, like, we don't really have, like, a typical day, but I guess if we were going to have, like, like a more writing-focused typical day, we'd definitely start early. We Early rises, yeah. You know what? As tweens, we would sleep, sleep in till midday on weekends. Yeah. We loved that. But now we can't get up early enough. Like, we need to make the most of the day. So it always starts early. We have three dogs, so we've got to get them out for a nice big walk. Between you? Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then lots of writing. Lots and lots of writing while we sip away at our coffee and tea all day. Yeah. Endless coffee and tea. <laughs> um, so lots of emails. If it's a good day, definitely has some Pilates in there. <laughs> That's not every day. <laughs> um, yeah, they're pretty much like the staples of our writing day. Okay. And now I hear you're both engaged. Is that correct? That is great. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. So what, um, getting married, do you think that will change how you live, how you work together? Definitely a little bit. It shouldn't change the working environment too much because we have our office here, which is just in our family home, which ideally we'll come back to pretty much every day to work. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it will change a few other things a little bit, just lifestyle changes. Yeah, like just We've always kind of lived together and been together, so we won't, you know, be able to get midnight snacks together to borrow <laughs> each other's clothes. I know, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, Do you have any siblings, Francesca? I have my real brother, then I have two stepbrothers and one stepsister. Oh, so you've got lots family. of people around you, yeah. <laughs> but my two stepbrothers are, like, adults, so they, they're gone to Brisbane, and then... My stepsister lives in Victoria, mm-hmm. and then my brother lives with me. So basically, it's just one, but still, I don't you've know. got family everywhere. You have so to travel around exactly. and visit them all. That's so fun. There's a lot of places. There's a yeah. lot of us. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure for you and your brother that live together, you guys have a lot of fun things that you do, and yeah. just having each other there all the time is really comforting and really nice. So I think that's the one thing that's going to change for us and the one thing we're really going to miss is that constant availability. Look, I'd agree, but my sister and I really sort of edged our way. So I got married, moved out, and then she moved one street away from me. And then she moved back in and lived with me for a year. And then she bought a house two streets away for another year. So we really... You know, we still carpooled to work every day. We carpooled home. We spent our weekends together. So we really kind of eased our way from living Aww. together to actually being adults. So, so yeah, I feel like we'll we're be doing something similar. A version of that for the next. Because I'm moving out pretty soon, actually. But for the Oof. next year, we'll I'll be living around the corner. It's exactly about one Taylor Swift song. <laughs> Perfect so, distance, then. Exactly. I'll, I'll be back all the time. <laughs> Do you ever argue? I mean, like, not oh, really. Are we boring if we say no? <laughs> not at all. No. Not at all. 
I mean, definitely if we were to buy a brand new book and we only bought one copy and it's like who gets to read it first. Yeah. That, that, that can get pretty rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't really fight, to be honest. And like no. we, we hear from like our friends and their other siblings, it's like a fight, like who gets the last cookie or anything like that. But we always cut no, it. No, you have it. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're, we're actually pretty good like that and... Yeah, we don't really argue. Is there anything you don't agree on? Like what's different about you both? Um, I think we pretty much agree on everything, crazily enough. Yeah, and like even with our writing, sometimes we say we have like the same brain, two (laughs) different bodies, so we'll be on like a wavelength that only I'll get what she's talking about or she'll get what I'm talking about. But if we do disagree with our writing, it's like always very like, We'll, we'll just talk about it for like two days straight till we reach a decision that we're both happy with. Um, sure. That's sort of the only area yeah. that we ever kind of like have a bit of dispute. And that's also like the massive benefit, and I'm sure you can relate to this, of working with family that you actually are comfortable to disagree. Yes. And you know no, that you I can don't say like that idea. And you know that the person has to love you because they're your blood. So you can be like, <laughs> I hate your idea. <laughs> Absolutely. And I find it's... um. Very good for time management because you don't have to sandwich. Oh, great no. idea. Now, look a little constructive, but it's really no. good. You're just like, that was like, terrible. Yeah, stop. Yeah, no laughing <laughs> around. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. um, otherwise, in terms of what's different about us, more just like a, few, a few of our likes and dislikes, probably more than anything. Like Shannon's, a, like we both love, you know, our treats, but she's a massive sugar fiend and puts like heaps of sugar in her coffee, whereas I won't put any. And you like vegetables? I love vegetables and she hates <laughs> uh-huh. So there's just little things like that. But, um, yeah, but otherwise we, we really are very similar, actually. How did Happily Ever Laughter come about? Oh, so this was our children's entertainment business that we started quite a while back now, something yeah. like six or seven years ago, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and we both had a little bit of experience in the children's entertainment industry. But we are really sort of motivated and driven people and we really, really wanted to start our own business. We we loved the idea of being able to control the quality of what we put out there and really being able to have a say in all the important decisions. Yeah. Plus just bringing a lot of magic and excitement to the kids all over Sydney. And, yeah, we, we are the biggest kids at heart. So even being able to just dress up as Disney princesses every weekend was way too much fun. Exactly. And, and eat cake. And yeah. eat cake. Yeah. And as, well, as we were mentioning before, our little sister, Michaela was such a big inspiration for our books. But at the time when we were starting the business, she was a lot younger and she was a huge inspiration for that too. And honestly, a massive help. Like We like to call her our happily ever laughter poster child. And she would like, we would test all the face paint out on her and she'd tell us what she liked and, it was just so handy to have her be a part of everything and it, sure. was, yeah, it was a really, really fun experience. Okay. And so what does the next five years have in store for the Stedman sisters? Well, hopefully a lot more books. We'd love to, I'd love to get a lot more books out there that reach a broader um, age range of mm-hmm. kids so that we can reach more people and maybe grow with kids as, sure. they, as they age would be so cool because – I guess that the one thing about doing the parties that we loved as well as you encounter all different ages all the time. But when you're writing for a specific age bracket, you don't have as much reach. Mm-hmm. Um, so you definitely want to broaden our age range, get some more books out there. Yeah. And whether it's in five years or 10 years or 20 years, it would be the most amazing thing ever if one of our books was adapted to film or TV. Yeah. That would be a dream. Country. That would be the ultimate <laughs> goal, even if we're on our deathbed. Oh, I love that. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Teleportation. 
100%. We've had this discussion before. Okay. It's just like imagine being able to click your fingers and you are at Disneyland backstage at the Taylor Taylor Swift concert. (laughs) Absolutely. Would you be able to go forward and back in time with teleportation or just in current day? I don't know. That seems dangerous. If I could have it all. Why not? But if, so it was, if it was limited to one thing, I'd rather stay in the now, in the present. Okay. Yeah. Live, live in the moment. Well, absolutely, as far as Taylor Swift concerts go, I totally get that. Yes. What about you guys? What would your superpower be? Um, I think mine would be invisibility so I can go Ooh. sneak into Mum's secret hideout where she keeps the Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> and no one would ever know. Oh, you thought into that. So, so do you know where the secret place is? A magician never reveals their secrets. <laughs> <laughs> and but mine maybe. would definitely be time travel because with all the humanities subjects I did at school and no maths, oh, I, yeah. I did um, archaeology and history and all of that. So I'd definitely like to go back in time. That would be really cool. Yeah. So what are you watching or reading at the moment? Um, I've just finished reading and watching One of Us is Lying by Karen and McManus. It was a book series that was turned into a TV series. Okay. Yeah, the dream. I really enjoyed that. And I'm also re-watching the Harry Potters because I feel like there is no limit on how many times you can re-watch the Harry Potters. <laughs> and then this year for the first time, I actually watched all the Marvel superhero movies. Oh, which oh I've never done before. It's something that... I've been telling Shannon to watch them with me for like years and this year she watches them and she's like, you know, these are really good. And I'm like, oh, aren't they? Thank you. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, really, really enjoyed those. Yeah. Um, as far as reading goes, I think I'm just about to embark on a reread of Hollow Pox. Um, are you guys familiar with the Nevermore series by Jessica Townsend? No. Oh, it's amazing. It's like our favourite middle grade series. Probably okay. the best thing. It's Harry Potter. Yeah. Ooh, all right. The well, fourth one's coming out next year, so I'm going to reread the third one, I think. Fantastic. Okay, that is very exciting. <laughs> and so now with uh, Borders opening, what's top of your travel list? Is it bad if we say something that's in New South Wales? <laughs> we love Byron Bay. We do. So probably the first chance we can get to go to Byron, we would because, yeah. We, we love it up there. Well, we yeah. live half an yeah. hour from Byron Bay, so. Wow. Well, have you guys ever run into Chris Hemsworth? Well, we sadly, wish. no, I have. But the sad thing was we were at the farm in Byron Bay. Yeah. And um, I was there with my sister Anika and all our four children. She's got five-year-old twins. I had, don't look like that. What? We had Francesca, we had Harry, <laughs> and it was just one of those frantic get the bottle, get the milk, do this, do that. No, don't fall off that. Yeah. Do that. Anyway, we finished the meal, got up, left, and ran into another friend, and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe the Hemsworth brothers were sitting behind you. I'm like, Sorry? What? Oh, Missed the know. entire oh, thing. No. Yeah. They, That's almost worse than Hemsworth. I know. I know. <laughs> so I still regret it to this day. But, um, <gasps> yeah, the Hemsworth story that never was, I've got that oh, one. No. <laughs> but, yes, it's um, next time. Next time, you know. (laughs) So will we see a Lola set somewhere remote next time, somewhere overseas or maybe Byron Bay? What have you got in store? It's funny you should say that. Oh, really? It might be closer than you think. Oh, that's exciting. If if Lola was having another adventure soon, it would definitely be a big international holiday. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. we often say that writing our Lola books is like an episode of a sitcom, the way it plays out. But when when Lola does decide to go overseas, this one's going to be like a full-on TV movie 
Yeah. Wow. Full of excitement and adventure more than ever before. Yes. You have to stay tuned to see where she uh, she flies off to. I like it. Very intriguing. Now, we always end every interview with Frank's Fast Five. I ask a question and you literally said first thing that pops into your head. Ready? Ready. Let's go. Chocolate or cupcakes? Chocolate. (laughs) Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. Instagram. We're going to have the same answers for everything. (laughs) Beach or mountain? Beach. Ooh, I'll say beach too. You really stumped me on that one. Fairy or princess? Fairy. Your mum or your dad? (laughs) We wanted one to stump you. (laughs) Well, I mean, we live with our mum. It's always just been the three of us girls, so we'd have to say mum. But love you, dad. (laughs) She um, always runs the questions by me prior and wants my answers. I'm like, I can't answer that. Why would you ask people that? And she's like, because they're sisters, mum. We have to ask the tricky questions. I'm like, okay. So, I like that. You could be though. an investigative journalist. I feel like you'd be able to get the hard hitting answers, mm. like Sherlock Holmes. Absolutely <laughs> <Exactly>. in Rome. <laughs> well, Shannon and Taylor, thank you so much for joining us today. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you guys so much, so much for having us. us. It's been our absolute pleasure to chat with you guys. Well, and we can't wait to see Lola's next adventure. Thank you. No, this is our first ever podcast, so we're so honoured that it was on here with you guys. Oh, yeah. wow. Congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you and speak soon. Thank you so much. It's so great to meet you guys. You have been listening to the World Podcast, where we're all about educating and empowering tweens like me. To learn more or get involved, please go to www.frank.world. Bye!